If you are ever going to progress on your emotional healing journey, I'm going to need you to unlearn these five things from your childhood. Welcome to the Free and Happy Woman Podcast. My name is Teddy. I'm a mind-body wellness coach, and my mission is to inspire you to prioritize your health, healing, and happiness. I'm here to remind you that all of this is possible no matter where you are in life. This is the place where you're going to learn how to put yourself first, stop holding yourself back from your own happiness, and get empowered to return home to yourself. Here, we're going to be talking about topics that help you to dig deeper with yourself and create long-lasting emotional healing so that you can create the life that you truly desire. If any of that resonates with you, you are in the right place. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'm sending you a great big hug for showing up for yourself today. All right, beautiful soul, let's get started. Hello there, welcome or welcome back to my little corner of the internet if we're just meeting for the first time. Hey there, my name is Teddy. I'm a mind-body wellness coach and I love helping women and overgivers learn how to put themselves first and find joy again through strengthening their emotional health because when you feel good emotionally, everything else falls into place. I hope you're doing well. Today we are talking a little bit about things that we learned in our childhood that we need to unlearn if we want to heal our emotions and go deeper on our emotional healing journey. There's a lot of things I think we can collectively agree that were not helpful for us to learn as we were children growing up and stepping into who we want to be. A lot of those things were not verbalized and we learned that through what was accepted and what was not accepted in our household and within our family structure. And yes, our parents did the best that they could with what they had and the information that they were given and the information that they were taught. but. Let's be honest, there were some things that we needed to learn within ourselves. There were things that we needed to see and things that we needed to experience so that we could have a healthy mindset and a healthy view on life, relationships, ourselves. And we didn't always get that. So now as we're older, we can take responsibility for our views, our beliefs, our thoughts and feelings about ourselves, about relationships and things of that nature. But we do have to unlearn these few things first. There are probably a lot of things you have to unlearn from your childhood but today we're going to focus in on five things that I think that we can start unlearning so that we can see the progress that we really want to see on our emotional healing journey. This is really important work, especially if you're on a journey of healing your inner child. You have to unlearn some of the unhelpful things that you grew up internalizing in your childhood. And so today we're just going to break down five of those things. So with all of that being said, let's jump right into it. The first belief I think we need to start unlearning is you have to to do what you're told and not question it. So I think there are a lot of things that in our childhood we were just expected to do. When you're compliant, this means you were a good child. And if you didn't blindfully follow the rules, you were labeled as difficult or a bad child. This included following the rules of your house or going to church, just basic things like that. I might get a lot of shit for this, but I encourage my daughter to question things that she's told to do. I remind her that it's okay to do this because if someone is telling her to do something, even myself included, and you don't understand why you need to be doing it, it's okay to get clarity on that. And that's okay for children to have that discernment. You 
you want kids to develop that habit of questioning because you never want them to end up in an unsafe situation with their friends or authority figures and they're just doing something that they're told just because the person is an authority figure. I think it's important to remind kids that rules are rules, but we need to allow them to develop their discernment and their intuition. It may be difficult for us as parents sometimes because I don't want to deal with questions. Just do what the heck I told you to do. But if kids are not allowed to question things, they could end up in situations where they're following orders and they end up getting hurt or mistreated in the process. I also think this would have helped us to develop more trust in ourselves as children. And I think it's really important for kids to feel empowered when they make good decisions on their own after having all of the information that they need to know whether this is a good thing to do or a not so good thing to do and in my opinion having that confirmation and that confidence in making good choices could have turned a lot of us into better decision makers the second belief that we need to unlearn is that speaking up or expressing your emotions will make the people that you love upset this one is more of an action for me because it may not have been verbalized but you can feel it when you were bothering someone or making them unhappy when you start talking to them about how they may have made you feel at a certain point kids especially can feel this because they feed off of the parents emotions and whatever our parents felt we felt some of us didn't grow up with emotionally available parents or emotionally mature parents and as a result of this we have a lot of adults out here not knowing how to communicate and express their emotions and some will never express when their partner is making them unhappy because they remember how expressing those kinds of emotions as a child backfired on them. So now as an adult, they'd rather keep quiet and stay uncomfortable just to keep the peace. We also have some people who just won't express their needs because they were made to believe that their voice and their feelings and their needs do not matter, which is definitely not true. But it's difficult to believe that you matter if your life experiences have proven otherwise to you. So if this is you, there's some brain rewire that will have to come into play so that you can release your beliefs around that. Especially if you want to communicate the needs that you have without feeling like something bad is going to happen as a result of that. The next thing you need to unlearn is you're not depressed or sad. You're just being attacked by the devil and you need to pray about it. That's it. This is a belief that has definitely run amok in the black and brown communities. Let me know in the comments if this is something that your family had you to think. The reason why this is such a problem is because you're diminishing an entire person's life experiences for why they feel the way they feel and you're making them feel like it's all in their head. What people don't realize is that depression can look many different ways for different people, but we can mask it through things like drinking, staying super busy, mishandling money, or even through being funny. And just because a person looks happy doesn't mean that they always are. There's also many reasons why people can be depressed, especially in black and brown communities, like not having adequate healthcare, not having resources in general that you need to just live and exist every day. But churches have discredited all of these things by telling a person to just pray about it and read the Bible and that to be depressed is a sign of demonic possession. But here's the thing and this is coming from a woman who was raised in the church and who goes to church and who works with people who have experienced trauma. You cannot pray your life experiences and your trauma away. I don't care how much praying you do, how much scripture you quote, or how comforting it may feel at the time. What are you actively doing to correct the reasons why you're unhappy with your life or what are you doing actively to address it? 
to tell someone to just pray about it and that's it like you don't have to do anything else in life is extremely dismissive and it can be dangerous and I'm just gonna say it it's lazy because to me that's saying that you're delusional as to why your loved ones can be feeling the way that they feel whereas if you just ask them and figure out how to seek professional help you could be helping to save a person's life and even if you can't afford to talk to someone there are some things out there that can help that are free resources for you it's either NAMI or NAMI but basically they do free support groups so if you can find resources like that and just start creating resources for your loved one they can pray about it and get deeper into their spiritual practice but they can also talk about it and they can also have support from people who are going through the same things as they are so having both can be really helpful and to be honest I think that I was probably the first person in my family to start talking about sadness and depression and to seek professional help and I feel like I kind of created a snowball effect because after I did that for myself I started to see that a couple other family members started to do that as well and it was hard of course and they had a lot of questions for me but I think that at some point someone needs to stand up and say that prayer's not enough we gotta actually be actively doing something about it and I'm not discrediting prayer as I said I grew up in the church and I go to church but we cannot just leave it at quoting scripture and praying it is extremely comforting and helpful to get closer to God and develop a spiritual practice whether you believe in God or not whatever the higher power is that you believe but I'm not here to talk about that I'm just saying that prayer is not enough especially if you're dealing with issues related to financial you need more money you can't just pray and get more money you have to pray for opportunities and, and doors to open but you also have to be expanding your skill set to be able to get those higher paying positions so that's just one example like you have to actually be doing some type of work in addition to prayer and what I love to see is that mental health is finally being taken seriously even by the pastors as I do my work in the community I'm starting to see the leaders in the church are educating themselves and they're making sure that they know how to get the help and the resources for their members it's a lot different than when I was growing up but I think it's really amazing and it's needed the next thing that you need to unlearn is your issues aren't serious or that big because you don't have bills to pay. Your parents may have said something like this, like, you can't be stressed, you ain't got no bills to pay. There's definitely this notion that adults have that kids can't be sad or stressed or depressed or have any type of issues because they don't work or pay bills. But the issue with this is that it discredits a child's feelings because they don't have adult problems. Of course they don't understand adult issues, but something like a toy breaking is just as important to a child as a car breaking down to an adult because that's based on where they are with their life experiences so far. So it's not for adults to say whether a child's issue is big or small. Of course it doesn't feel big to us because we deal with much more detrimental things, but to a young developing mind, that broken toy or a classmate taking something from us was a big deal based on how much of life we've lived and processed up to that point. So I don't think it's really fair for any adult to diminish a child's experiences just because they don't have money related issues. And something like that could make a child feel like what is important to them and what their current needs are are a small issue and not an important factor to you as the adult who's supposed to be caring for them and supporting them and making sure that as their mind develops, they remember that their feelings are important. And the last one that we need to unlearn is where you currently are defines how much you can achieve in life. 
This one, of course, is false. I'm from the west side of Chicago, K-Town specifically, and there was a point where it was just riddled with drug dealers and a ton of violence to the point where we just were not allowed to play outside the apartment that we lived in for a long time. But I didn't let where I come from limit my dreams or the fact that I knew that I could help people in some kind of way. And I understand that my situation can be a little different than the average person in this situation because I still had supportive people who wanted better for me, even though they didn't know how to help me with that besides encouraging me to go to school which I was very grateful for but for a young person who's in a similar space where they don't have a lot of opportunities around and they don't have examples shown of what they can do or what they can achieve and in addition to that they don't have anyone speaking life into them you can have a limited view as an adult of what you can achieve and you can also have a limiting view of what you think you're deserving of so as an adult you have to reprogram your mind to be limitless and see all the things that are possible for you and if you can see it you can definitely achieve it but we sometimes believe that it's not possible because of our life experiences and what we've experienced has shown us otherwise but learning how to reprogram your mind and working on your self-worth will allow you to get rid of those limiting beliefs and work from a pure place and a clean slate so those are my five top things that I believe that we all need to unlearn from our childhood that's all I have my love thank you so much for showing up for yourself today I love you so much and I'll see you soon bye Hello again. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed it and got some major takeaways from it that you can start using today. If this episode resonated with you in any way, share it with someone that you love. And if you share it on social media, don't forget to tag me because I love seeing how what I do impacts people just like you. Don't forget to leave a review on the podcast. And if you want to learn more about the true secrets to going deeper on your emotional healing journey and seeing lifelong change, I've crafted a free training just for you called Embody Your Healing. After this training, you'll know exactly how to clear unprocessed emotions and trauma from your body and live your life as the healed, free, and happy woman that you truly desire to be. All of this is possible simply by tuning into your body's inner wisdom. The power to heal and have true clarity is already within you. You just have to learn how to tap into it, and I want to help you do this. You'll also receive a free guided embodiment practice that will help you to release emotional baggage and feel more love and joy today. The link is in the show notes for you, and I can't wait to hear about some of your takeaways and insights from the training soon. I love you so much, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Talk to you soon.